Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to episode number 13 of the Polarizer podcast. Number Lucky number 13. In this episode, I will read an article to you that appeared on the Polarizer blog. And it's called The Virtues of Surfing. How it will improve your life. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Recorded someplace random on this interesting planet we live on with your host, Nick Hubei. You're listening to the Polarizer Podcast. Surfing has a profound impact on the most important aspects of life. It's more than just a sport. Its many aspects will affect your character in ways you can't imagine until you pedal out and face the waves. Sports has always been an important part of my life. You'd find me every other day in a gym or out for a run, no matter what. From my late teens on out, I practiced martial arts, which I found very exciting. Being fit and strong feels good. It makes you feel happy and confident. I am mentally firing all cylinders constantly. It's the one thing that affects every single aspect of life. When you slack off, you notice it in everything you do. All sports are great, but surfing is something entirely different. Surfing is one of my favorite things in life, and I've only done it for the first time in my life when I was 29 years old. I fell for it in a different way than any other sport. It's on the same level as my love for playing the guitar or photography. My age definitely had to do with that. You simply pay attention to different things in your late 20s than when you were a kid or even when you are 22 or 25. I understand why surfing is almost a cult and I'm glad to be a part of it. Surfing has always been something that I wanted to get into. I never ended up doing it because of my location, the Netherlands. It's a great country, but there's not much surfing going on there for a reason. We don't have a lot of waves, and to put it bluntly, the weather sucks most of the time. As I'm recording this, it's just grey and dreary outside, and that's pretty much our average weather. When I landed in Australia in early 2016, one of the first things I did was signing up for a surfing boot camp. The location of Surf Camp Australia was about a three-hour bus ride south of Sydney at Seven Mile Beach. You can find a link in the description of this podcast. The camp had around 30 people divided into two groups. There were around five instructors present. Everyone slept in small open cabins that had four bunk beds. These cabins surrounded the area where we would receive instructions, eat and hang out. Every day looked like this for five days in a row. In hindsight, I wished I'd sign up for their seven-day package. Morning. Eat a breakfast filled with real energy. Eggs, bacon, hash browns, vegetables, fruit, just really good stuff. Then we'd get tips and instructions accompanied by a PowerPoint presentation and a Q&A afterwards. After that, we'd chill out and have a coffee for an hour or two because you need to... uh, It's not a good idea to go surfing and swimming when you have a full stomach. After that, we'd do a warm-up on the beach and do some stretching, and then we'd go surf for two hours. Afternoon, we'd have a decent lunch, but not too heavy. 
And after that, we'd hang out for half an hour. And then we'd put the uh, wetsuit back on and surf another two hours. At the end of that session, usually around one and a half hours in or two hours, then everyone would be completely just knackered because surfing is intense. We'd go back to the beach and stretch and cool down. In the evening, you'd take a nice hot shower. This was in the beginning of the year. The water was pretty cold, so a warm shower was nice. We'd put some relaxing clothes on. We'd have a huge, healthy, delicious dinner. They would have things like a barbecue with sausages and hamburgers or pasta or soup. Just a, just a huge feast. And everyone ate like animals every night because there was always, and there was always plenty. And then we'd hang out, talk, play cards or Jenga, drink some beers, not too much. And then we'd sleep like a baby. Another nice part was that there was no cell phone reception there. So everyone fell back on talking and just playing cards and interacting socially. It really improved the social aspect of the whole thing too. Made me realize how addicted everyone is, including myself, to a degree to, to your phone. It's nice to not have that for a change. The first half of the first day, we practiced the moves on the beach. Put a surfboard on the sand and go lay on it and learn how to paddle, to roll under a wave while paddling out, to wait for a wave, to catch a wave, to stand up after catching a wave, to steer the board after standing up, and to minimize the chances of getting hurt when wiping out. The second half of the first day, we went out for the first time. As the week progressed, I realized that some of the most important qualities of character can be found in surfing. The first one is being grit. Grit is the ultimate filter for success in life. Grit is a commonality among those practicing any sport at the best of their ability. Or anything really. You can only get better if you're pushing your limits, which takes blood, sweat, and tears. But holy shit is that a reality when you're taking on the ocean. The first thing that catches everyone off guard when it comes to surfing is the physical aspect of it. It's one of the most intense sports out there, for sure. I was in decent enough shape when I signed up for this. Yet within 15 to 20 minutes in the water, my arms were on fire. And by the time I got out, after two hours, I was sore from head to toe. And this was true for everybody in there. We had a couple of young dudes in the group who were super fit. And they were pretty much in the same condition as everyone else by the end of the first day. Hurting all over. There were moments where getting into the water and staying in there for two hours took mental hurdle. I felt this myself, and I could read it off other people's faces. It's impossible to imagine how physically and mentally draining it is to surf for two hours a day, five days in a row. It was literally a boot camp. As the week went on, everyone slowly toughened up. I heard several people say that they surprised themselves with their own abilities. They only got to that point because they persevered in the face of fatigue. And not everyone made it either. A handful of people quit because they just couldn't push through it. Focus. Surfing is a master teacher of focus. The ocean is not predictable. You need to pay constant attention to every wave around you. If your focus is not completely on what you're doing, nothing is going to work. 
When paddling out, it's important for navigating away past a break and for avoiding other surfers. When waiting for a wave, you must constantly analyze the patterns to spot a good one that you might catch. When attempting to catch a wave, the timing of going after it is crucial. I find this to be the most challenging part of surfing currently. When riding a wave, there's very little room for error when it comes to balance. When wiping out, the most important thing to do is to stay cool, which is not easy when you're in a giant washing machine. This constant focus on the ocean creates a calm, enjoyable, clear-headedness. It puts you very much in the moment. This is the mindfulness thing that everyone's talking about right now. Like anything else, by practicing it for hours, you get better at it. It helps when you're going to work, driving your car, having a discussion, or even cooking a meal. Patience. This was something I had no idea about. Patience is a huge part of surfing. It's also a very satisfying part of it. After you paddled out, it's time to scope out a good wave. This downtime also allows you to take a little breather before paddling out like a madman into a wave that you're trying to catch. You sit on your surfboard, you look at what the ocean does in the distance. You learn to read it. Every time you get out there, it tells a different story. Eventually, you learn to pick up on patterns that indicate a good wave. It can take several minutes before a good wave comes along. If you've been in the water for some time, it can take a while to gather the energy necessary to go after a wave. Both these things require patience. In the beginning, your hunger and greediness make you go after waves while not having enough energy to do so, which leads to failure. You also go after waves that aren't too great because all you care about is just catching one. And this is fun, but it's not nearly as satisfying as catching a truly great wave. Making these mistakes sends you in front of the break, which means you must paddle back out again. This will teach you that it's better to be patient, because that paddling man, it will kill you. This patience gets instilled in you, and it carries over into day-to-day -day life and day-to-day -day activities. It's a good trait to have for overall happiness, opportunity, and stability. Humility. Believe me when I say that getting your ass kicked by a wave crashing on top of you is very humbling. It seems obvious, and yet it surprised me how overwhelming and brutal it is when it happened to me for the first time. I'm talking about 6 to 10 feet waves, which is 2 to 3 meters high. And those are not small waves, but they're definitely not huge or uncommon. Wiping out badly has the same psychological effect as taking a beating. When you're above surface again, you're gasping for air, and you've used up all your energy to get to surface. You're usually completely disoriented, and ultimately you've just been defeated in a big way. You just can't, he you just can't help but to feel completely vulnerable for a full second, because another wave might crash on top of you right away, which makes you go through the whole thing again. And this time you're completely depleted, so it's something you don't want to happen. And sometimes it happens even a couple of times in a row. It's very intense. You get used to it, but it's never fun. 
a handful of people in the group walked away because they couldn't deal with that. Which goes back to the first part of this story. The grit. They didn't have the grit to deal with it and push through it. Wiping out teaches an important lesson. The ocean is incredibly powerful. Everyone already knows this, but you know it on a different level when you're forced to feel it physically. It makes you internalize the sheer amount of power and effect that it's everywhere around you all the time. The only way to make surfing work is by utterly and completely respecting that power because there's no road to winning a battle with it in any way or situation. I personally look at it this way. I'm respectfully taking permission to play with the ocean's power, yet I am obeying all the rules that it dictates to me. When I adopted that mindset, I instantly became a much better surfer. It was a quantum leap in my progress. And when you finally catch that perfect wave, man, what a feeling. The wave launches you forward so hard that it takes almost all the power in your legs to stand up. You feel the wind resistance from your velocity and you hear the oceans roar like a ferocious predator all around you. All that unfathomable power that mercilessly crashed down on you when you wiped out is now driving you forward. The achievement of catching it, the noise, the speed, the wind and the cohesion of you and the ocean invoke indescribable feelings. It's a bombardment of the senses, an amazing adrenaline high. Sex with the gods. Riding a big wave also invokes a primal feeling of triumph. You're not riding a horse or an elephant. You're riding the ocean, the biggest, most powerful thing on the planet. Stop and think for a second how crazy that is. The experience is ultimately impossible to describe, and I will never get enough of it. Appreciating beauty. I love all the surfer girls out there, first of all. I haven't seen a single one out there who was in incredible physical shape. I'm sure it's exactly the same way the other way around. But it also goes deeper than that. When you're sitting out there, past the break on your board, waiting for your wave with nothing else to do, you just can't help but appreciate the beauty of your current situation. The colorful sunrise clouds, the gentle yet enormous movement of the ocean, the clean air you're breathing, the warmth of the sun on your face. All of this is very lovely and it makes you feel happy. I don't care how cynical or distracted by life you are, you will pick up on it at one point or another. When surfing, you experience this appreciation for prolonged periods of time. Appreciation is one of the main markers for happiness which is why we as a species feel happier when we appreciate the beauty of nature. And that's not some hippie bullshit. This is scientifically proven, and everyone deep down knows this intuitively. Being in the ocean is as close as you can get to nature. You're completely exposed to some of the most powerful parts of it. Through experiencing the happiness that this appreciation brings you, you start to look for beauty around you, everywhere in life, which has a tremendous effect on your overall happiness. I personally find it in mostly the littlest things and moments. Every time I see a sunset or another way nature shows off, I look at it and actively enjoy it. It doesn't change when I'm standing in traffic or when I have a bad day. 
When I see it, I enjoy it. I also find that there is a lot of human level stuff to appreciate. Getting joy out of watching people achieve or be kind to one another feels good, man. But that's just me. If these things mean nothing to you, that's okay because everyone's different. I believe the universal key to happiness is the ability to enjoy whatever you appreciate despite everything and anything. Surfing has taught me to see it all around me almost all the time. I strongly believe that surfing makes you a better human being, as it teaches many important life lessons. When I was surfing on a regular basis, all aspects of my day-to-day life were affected positively by it. I felt and looked great. I enjoyed everything there was to enjoy. Others liked having me around more, and I worked hard and I had my shit together. It makes sense if you think about it. Surfing gets you in all-around super shape. It makes you strong, and it's fantastic for your cardio. Like I said in the beginning, being in great physical condition has a tremendously positive effect on your mood and everything you do. It makes you confident, it makes you sharp, it makes everything better. And then there's the mental aspects of it. Grit, focus, humility, patience. Those are great qualities to have in any situation. When combining all of that with appreciation, kindness comes along for the ride as a result. It's a rush, it's challenging, it's fun, and it's never the same. One of the things that makes surfing so addictive is the fact that it's different every single time you go out there. No matter how good you get, it's impossible to completely master. The potential situations are endless, and there will always be a bigger wave to catch somewhere. The more you learn, the more fun it becomes, and the amount of lessons out there is infinite. The best surfer in the world knows a lot more than the rest of us, but he's still learning every time he goes out there. Now, you might say I'm not a pro surfer, or even a very good surfer, so who am I to talk? The thing is, surfing is not about that. We are all out there doing the same exact thing, but we all have our own personal relationship with it. One of the things that makes surfing unique as a sport is that skill level isn't the most important part of the experience at all, contests aside. I've experienced the surfing community to be very helpful, inclusive and laid back in the best possible ways. It has a real, we are all in this together feel to it. This is not strange if you think about it, as it's us versus the ocean. Everyone is welcome to tag along and join the fun, and there's just no point to have badness in there. Rare moments of petty bullshit aside, I've never heard surfers talk trash about one another. Everyone's just kind of enjoying what everyone else is doing. A highly skilled surfer is fantastic to look at because that's something to aspire to. It's also cool to watch someone below your personal level of skill getting his victories and failures because you've already had them. You learn from watching both. And yes, there are sharks out there. The chances of getting grabbed by one is statistically much smaller than a car hitting you when you're crossing the street. But they're out there. I've seen one with my own eyes about 20 feet away from me. But I don't care. No one out there does. And you will only understand why when you're one of us. 
buy a board and go surf. Just trust me on this. Right, ladies and gentlemen, that was my first monologue, if you will. I hope it was enjoyable for you to listen as much as the interviews I've done so far. Uh, leave me a tweet or comment on Facebook or Twitter or whatever at the underscore polarizer on Twitter or the polarizer on Facebook. You can also leave me a message on my Instagram, which is at Dutch Diederik. I'm very close to 10,000 followers at this point. Probably will hit that mark by the end of the week. So that's pretty cool, man. And keep telling your friends about the show if you enjoy this, because that's the only way the show can grow. And I really uh, enjoy making the show for you. And the more listeners I have, the more incentive I have to make them. I also have a Patreon page. If you search for The Polarizer on Patreon, you will find it. There's also a link on the website. If you enjoy the show, you can become the, a part of the Polarizer family, so to speak. And you get perks and rewards if you decide to help me out produce these shows. So that's it. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoy. And... I wish you a great week, motherfuckers. See you next time. Bye. Love you. <laughs>